0: Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6,
1: 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, Plus this two. is Cruise Radio.
0: Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thank you so much for being here and making Cruise Radio a part of your day. I sure do appreciate it. On this show, we'll talk to the chief marketing officer of Carnival Cruise Lines, Jim Barra, about Carnival's Great vacation guarantee. Yeah, if you think the cruise sucks, well, they'll send you home, and Jim's going to talk to us all about it. They're actually entering their second year of doing this. A really cool program here. Also, a little later on in the program, Carter Blumeyer from Windermere, Florida, will give his review of Disney Fantasy. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy. What's up, Stuart?
1: Hey, Doug. How's it going?
0: Good, man. Jumping right to it. Carnival Corporate's earnings were recently released. Uh, Have they finally recovered? Is it safe to say that?
1: Well, it's absolutely safe to say that. Okay. Uh, Carnival reported stronger third-quarter results. Uh, They had uh, much stronger uh, last-minute cruise bookings, and their onboard spending uh, drove stronger sales. So uh, it was a very good uh, earnings call uh, for Carnival. Um, They reported 50% year-over-year earnings improvement Mm -hmm. during the third quarter versus last year, and uh, also a 5% uh, fuel reduction. Very good. That was uh, a very good... uh, uh, indicator and you know their booking their their booking volumes, the booking window has expanded, the number of bookings that they're getting across their fleets, including Carnival Cruise Lines, uh, is up and uh, they're they're showing higher prices for 2015, which is really indicative of strong consumer confidence uh, in, in in the product uh, across the board.
0: Typically, what months do we see cruise bookings ramp up?
1: Doug, it's very spread out now. It's not like uh, everyone's waiting till. January to unload the uh, the Kraken, as they used to say. Uh, but now, you know, bookings it's 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 depending on the season for you know, let's say Alaska and for Mediterranean. There's a lot of people that are considering that, and a lot of the bookings are actually done for those types of itineraries uh, before New Year's because uh, if you wait too long, the airfares uh, go up, the available mileage seats uh, disappear, and uh, the cruise prices uh, go up. So you can wind up spending uh, 40% more. So everything, uh, everything's seasonal.
0: Yeah, I gotcha. And speaking of new cruise bookings, let's talk about Royal Caribbean's new cruise ship, Quantum of the Seas. It recently completed its conveyance. How'd all that go?
1: It went very well. It would, it took about uh, 25 hours, uh, from the time they started to move the ship, uh, get it off, uh, through the locks of the shipyard into the river Ems and head it north. Uh, and it looked like it had some strong winds. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I actually did that uh, on Celebrity Eclipse four years ago, yeah. and it was, it's quite a thrilling experience.
0: For our listeners who don't know what a conveyance is, go ahead and explain that to us.
1: Well, what, what's happening is the, the ship um, is leaving the shipyard. Uh, the shipyard that it's at is inland. So what they have to do is they have to um, – the ship ha- actually has to traverse the river and go north uh, for about uh, 34 kilometers or about 25 miles. And it does it backwards uh, they go backwards because they feel that it has the most stability and uh, there's also two tugs involved to further ensure the stability and it's in some places I mean you know as they're going through bridges and railroad crossings uh, along the way, there are times where there's just maybe an inch or two on either side <laughs> so it has to be very exact Wow um, so it's, it's a really neat experience and you know throughout the voyage I mean you're, you're seeing thousands of Germans that come to see, you know, come to watch, this, you know, these big ships as they, you know, come through a few times a year. And uh, this was the biggest, Quantum is the biggest ship ever built there.
0: Ah, very good, very good. And speaking of Norwegian cruise lines, you just mentioned them a couple of minutes ago, Uh, the Norwegian Escape, the keel is now laid, which means what, the first piece of the puzzle is laid into place?
1: Exactly. So, um, the first piece of steel, just to put it in perspective, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the very first piece of steel was cut on March 20th.
0: Ah, wow. Okay, that was a long time so ago. So,
1: essentially, it took about six months for them to build the, the first of 86 blocks that will comprise the ship. Uh, she was about 163,000 tons. They're now expecting it to be about 164,600 four six hundred. And uh, so this was a 400 ton block, and when I was in Germany seeing uh, anthem of the Seas in a shipyard uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, we did see uh, a, a good amount of Norwegian escape uh, being built. Hmm. so I mean it, it was it was quite a sight to see many of the the different pieces that were being built for uh, Norwegian escape that they'll begin to you know load onto the keel and the keel you know will just become bigger and bigger and then they'll put more and more of the ship on there, but uh, I mean, obviously, uh, it's it's being done right where uh, uh, Anthem of the Seas is being built.
0: When uh, when are we going to see Norwegian Escape out
1: October twenty fifteen? Wow, okay, a year. So yeah. I mean, it's it's a year. I mean, she's going to be out pretty. It's sooner than we <laughs> can believe. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Uh, looks like this was released. and Not really big cruise news, but Princess Cruises is going to be participating in the twenty fifteen Rose Parade.
1: Well, what's what's exciting, Doug, is that with the naming ceremony of Regal Princess Mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of November, as you know, the godparents uh, are going to be the the original cast of The Love Boat. You've got Gavin and Isaac and Gopher and Julie and Vicky. Uh, They're all going to be there. And um, that is actually kicking off the 50th anniversary of Princess Cruises. So to further celebrate, uh, they're going to have a uh, float you know celebrating their 50 years along with um... the the cast members from the love boat uh... going along the uh, the rose bowl uh... parade so that's uh... it'd be pretty exciting for people that uh, watch the parade
0: yeah absolutely and uh... oceanic cruises raising gratuities to sixteen dollars per person per day for a normal stateroom but a well, little bit more if you have a suite <laughs> is this uh... about par with the cruise line
1: you know they're they're certainly a little bit more than some of the other cruise lines um, you know, some, I, I've, I've received so many email inquiries about, is this going to set precedent? Are we going to see the other cruise lines going from 12 to 16? And the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oceania is a little nicer. But what people need to remember that these are guidelines. And that if you want to reduce the amounts of the gratuities, then, then you can. But uh, it's not about the waiter, the busboy, the cabin steward anymore. It's really about the service that, that you're receiving because... You may not have the same waiter and the same busboy every night. Yeah, uh, you may you may eat in the in the buffet. Um, you know, for example, um, those those gratuities are covering all of them, so you're not having to pull your you know pull out uh, you know money every time. Mm-hmm. But if you feel it's you know again if it's too much, then you know, look you're certainly uh, able to reduce it. This is their you know uh, recommended uh, levels, and uh, you know passengers have the uh, ability to. Uh, or just at up or down.
0: So, uh, Stuart, before we hop here, I want to talk about Mexico's Baja Peninsula. It got slammed. We're talking about Cabo San Lucas from the hurricane a couple of weeks ago. And, I mean, resorts were devastated. People were stranded there. And uh, props like Alaska Air and Virgin for getting folks out of there doing those relief flights. But uh, I know Cabo's a big cruise port as well. So how is that looking for... Uh, I know we're not in the season yet. We're still early. Yeah. But how's it looking for later on this year?
1: Well, the, the good news is I mean I've I've certainly been through enough hurricanes uh to know it's it's going to take some time for them to be able to dig out and rebuild. I mean they may not have as you know the resources that we do here. Uh you know our thoughts and prayers are certainly with them. Uh all I know is that at this point there there have been some cancellations of cruise ships that are scheduled to visit there in the early season. Princess uh for example uh has stated that they will visit Manzanillo for example uh instead of Cabo San Lucas. So this way it gives, you know, it doesn't, you know, provide any undue pressure for them to be able to worry about the cruise passengers while they're there. It's probably not the safest time for the cruise passengers to be going there uh, when things are in such disarray. So it's, it's, it's a good move. And on the other side, uh, you know, the, the, year-round, the year-round cruising is being, uh, you know, restarted by Carnival. When, you know, Carnival Cruise Lines is going to be uh, doing uh, their, you know, re-kicking off in October, Mm -hmm. their um, annual their annual cruises uh, to Mexico and uh, so they're they're kind of watching it on a a day to day basis and if they need to make some postponements as far as visiting there they will Um, but uh, Puerto Vallarta and Manzanillo are definitely possibilities as alternate ports of call while Cabo San Lucas uh, rebuilds.
0: Yeah and our prayers and thoughts are certainly with the folks down there they they have gone through hell with this hurricane
1: Uh, Stuart C. Ron the cruise guy find him at
0: cruiseguy.com thank you my friend
1: My pleasure, Doug. This
0: is Cruise Radio. And now Jim Grace, CEO of InsureMyTrip.com, discusses personal electronics and the benefits of travel insurance.
2: If you're concerned about losing your cell phone, tablet, or electronic reading device during a trip, it's a good idea to get travel insurance. Many policies offered at InsureMyTrip provide coverage for personal electronics and camera equipment. Just be careful because most of these policies also contain a per-item coverage limit, and some will only cover up to $500 per item. Keep in mind that if your device is stolen, the insurance company may require a copy of the original purchase receipt and a police report when filing your claim. For more information on this
0: travel insurance topic and others, visit InsureMyTrip.com.
2: For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art.
0: Park
3: West makes us excited to spend money on art.
2: To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West
1: Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network.
0: So Carnival Cruise Lines is celebrating one year of their cruise vacation guarantee. More on that in a minute. So in lieu of having a big celebration on the radio, we have the next best thing. We have... Jim Barra, Chief Marketing Officer for Carnival Cruise Lines, to talk to us about it. Hey, Jim. Hey, Doug. How are you, man? Very good, Jim. So we've talked about the Carnival Great Vacation Guarantee on the show before, but let's do a recap. What exactly is the Carnival Cruise Line Great Vacation Guarantee?
2: Sure. So the Great Vacation Guarantee is really a a program we put in place uh, September of last year, and it's really simple. Um, In the first 24 hours that you're on board any one of our ships, if for any reason you're not satisfied or, or happy with your cruise... Um, We will take care of, at our cost, uh, getting you back home. Um, We'll make all of the arrangements and make it easy for you to get back home. And we'll provide you with 110% refund of your cruise fare. And we'll also give you $100 shipboard credit towards a future cruise. And we put it in place just really to show how confident we are in the the product that we deliver to to more than 4.5 million guests a year and to give people you know, uh, additional reasons to feel confident in booking, booking Carnival and perhaps trying their first cruise with Carnival or their first cruise in general. Um, we know there are people that are a little bit concerned or may not uh, know what to expect when they get on board, and if it's not meeting their expectations, we want to take care of them, and so that's why we put the, the program in place, and it's been, it's been very successful.
0: So it was launched in 2013. Here we are late September 2014. How many people have actually used this?
2: It's been used a, a whopping 47 times thus far, which, uh, if you're doing the math in your head, uh, it's about 1 in 97,000 uh, has, uh, has invoked the Great Vacation Guarantee. And, and to put that in perspective, you actually have better odds of dating a supermodel. The odds of dating a supermodel are 1 in 88,000. So, um, you know, I think my odds are a little <laughs> less than that at this point. So, Jim, are you saying there's a supermodel in my future? There could be, you wow. know, it's, it's, well, there's one in every 88,000 people. So, you know, I guess if not you, why not you, right? <laughs> there you go. So that's uh, of, of the
0: 47 people who actually use this. I mean, do they all just think the crews just suck? Like, do you have that kind of data?
2: No, it's actually what it turned out to be more often than not was reasons back home that compelled them to get back. We had a couple of cases where people broke up on board, which I thought was <laughs> kind of hysterical and they didn't want to sail with each other. Other cases where, you know, there was a water pipe that broke at home or, something with their jobs, um, required them to get back off the ship. We also had a couple of instances where people didn't have the right, uh, passports and documentation that would allow them to, to visit the various ports of call. So, um, more often than not, it has been for reasons that are actually outside of, uh, the cruise experience and, uh, and what we deliver, uh, on board.
0: So will you find this great vacation guarantee, like on every single sailing anywhere carnival sails?
2: It is on all of our three- to eight-day voyages, um, which is the bulk of our cruises, as you know, the vast majority. And it's uh, sailings in the Bahamas, Caribbean, Mex Riv, Alaska, Bermuda, Canada, and New England. So the only place, and we're not currently cruising in Europe, but Europe would really be the only destination in Australia where we we have cruised in the past or are cruising currently uh, where this is not offered.
0: Very good. If you want to check out more about Carnival's Great Vacation Guarantee, I put a link in the show notes at cruiseradio.net. We've been talking with Chief Marketing Officer for Carnival Cruise Lines, Jim Barra. Jim, great talking to you, my friend. Thanks, Doug. Great catching up. Thanks again.
1: This is Cruise Radio.
0: We always love hearing your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, just email comments at cruiseradio.com, and we'll be more than happy to get you on the show. Like Carter Blumeyer from Windermere, Florida, him and his wife just returned from Disney Fantasy. Yeah, seven-night Caribbean sailing, and he joins us today. What's up, Carter? How's it going, Doug? Going good, my friends. So let's back up before you actually boarded this ship. What made you and your wife want to take a Disney cruise line sailing? Because I know you don't have any kids. And, I mean, was there, like, kid overload, and did the kids swarm you the whole time? No, we do not, and uh, that
3: is actually one of the reasons why we do it, um, For for whatever reason, some people think we're big kids, and however you want to, <laughs> you know, look at it, maybe we are. But, uh, but we do um, we we enjoy it because Disney does a fantastic job of taking care of the kids mm-hmm. um, with their programs and what they do. Uh, there are sections of the ship that are just designed for adults only, and no children are allowed there. So, so you get your peace and quiet, and they really did a good job in designing that when it comes to family because they know that moms and dads want to get away from their kids, and they have perfect uh, opportunities for that, and that's why we love it.
0: Well, I was going to say because you know if a listener wanted to take a Disney cruise, you know like like him and his wife, and just kind of go out for a week or four nights or whatnot, is it possible to actually take a Disney cruise and have very little interaction with kids? Yes, it is actually. Um, just to stay in, in the adult sections
3: of the front of the ship, which is where this is located for the pool area and the rear of the ship for, and the, uh, for the after parties at night, the only time you really see kids can be at dinner time, but if you use especially restaurants, which we'll talk about those they there are only adults only on those, as well as, um, you know, just the, the the fact that they're just tired in the elevators. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you, you will run into kids, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to happen in yeah. any ship.
0: So let's talk about the Disney fantasy itself. You get to Port Canaveral, and how was Embarkation for you?
3: Embarkation was uh, really good. We did a seven-nighter uh, cruise out of... Uh, out of Port Canaveral, you stated, and uh, it was an Eastern Caribbean cruise for Saint Martin, Saint Thomas, and Disney's Private Island. Mm-hmm. Um, when we arrived at the at the uh, port, there, we actually parked our car into a uh, offsite lot, which was actually beautiful, and they shuttled us right into the the port to go ahead and do our, uh, uh, you know, get into the to to the ship for embarkation. When you get into Disney, uh, the one thing that I love about the Disney is that they end up um, not really caring about what you um, are to take on the ship from the alcoholic perspective. Mm -hmm. So when you, if you wish to bring your own wine or your own uh, spirits as well as some beer, you're you're allowed that. They 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 consider themselves a premium uh, line and they don't really care about that. So embarkation, you know, on our carry on, we have everything getting through. We park perfectly. We saved a month, about $65 on an off lot. Um, as we got into uh, check-in, it took us less than 10, 15 minutes, and right on the ship we go.
0: Very good. Now, you know, when you go to Disney World down there in Orlando, uh, before you even get into the theme park, you're, like, immersed in Disney. Is it like that when you get to the actual pier itself before you step foot on the ship?
3: No, not at all. No. Uh, the first impressions that you mostly get when you get to the ship is just, wow, 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 how Disney's able to take the ship and, and the the port and everything and not throw so much Mickey Mouse in your face where it's so <laughs> Art Deco or Art Nouveau depending on what ship you're going on. It is very tastefully done. It is like, it's just being like at a premium hotel, I mean, or a premium uh, resort. It yeah. is fantastic.
0: What were your first impressions of Disney Fantasy?
3: Well, we've this is our second uh, Disney class ship that we've been on. The Dream is the first ship. This is the second ship that they built. Um, and, and I'll have to say, Disney really listens to their guests when, uh, they, they, they do the second ship cause they made a lot of corrections on this ship when, uh, it comes to, uh, the, like the adults area. Um, they added two pool areas for those adults. Um, and, uh, one being satellite falls, which is actually our favorite. Uh, they reimagined the nightlife for that ship, um, uh, for the adult area where it gave it a better theme and a, and a, great flow. And for the kids in the rear of the ship, they actually were the bar used to, it was called wave bars on the, uh, the, the Disney dream in the fantasy, it's now a a Donald Duck's uh, splash zone for the kids, and they kind of moved the wave bar over to the side in this little cove area. But uh, they did a lot of good work on it. It It's just very impressive.
0: Very good. Well, you make your way through the ship into your stateroom. So first off, Carter, uh, what kind of stateroom did you have, and what were your impressions of the category? We booked a guaranteed uh, the veranda uh,
3: style room. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife did those bookings, and the it was, it was guaranteed, which we really didn't know what we were going to get until right at the last moment. And uh, you know, Stuart tells us you know that's kind of your best way to book it too to get kind of a maybe a special deal. and We kind of got a special mm-hmm. deal on this one. Cool. We got a handicap accessible room. Nice. Um, this the, the for people that's never been in one. These rooms are very roomy because they have to uh, uh, you know. Uh, fit the handicapped person in yeah. and maybe in a wheelchair or something of that air. But it also comes with some, you know, downfalls to it. If you want to call it downfalls, um, it's, it's, it has one bathroom instead of two. Disney's uh, got a in the, first in the industry for having two sets of bathrooms. If you want to call it that one's got a toilet and a sink and the other one's got a shower and a sink, which allows somebody to get ready in one bathroom while someone's steaming up the shower in the other one and mm-hmm. not having to affect it. We had one bathroom, um also the um the front door was probably the biggest flaw in this room. Uh it was nice, it was big, but the problem was is the door would open or close either by if you hold it by hand and or by the button, it opens all the way and it's it's automatic and you can't stop it. Uh, and I can tell you many times, uh my wife and I, let's just say we were in our birthday suit here and then one person would leave <laughs> and next thing we know the door opens wide open and someone's stuck into a to a closet or somewhere. So uh, it would have been nice to, note to self, is to bring some sort of curtain or something to kind of <laughs> yeah. hang from the ceiling, I guess, next time we get a room like that.
0: What do you it's, think it's, about this, uh, the allotted space in the cabin itself?
3: If you've got a regular uh, veranda or even this one here, the room is, is exceptional uh, for, for even a family. The, the, the plenty of places for the luggage under the, under the beds as well as the cabinet spaces and, the, and uh, the, the closets. The closets, the doors are opening instead of sliding glass so they don't rock at you and uh it just just plenty of covered holes you can just buy in any type of <laughs> as many as you all of a sudden you're opening up under the door and there's there's another hole put something in
0: very nice well you get unpacked and you go get some food so let's talk about the dining on Disney cruise lines cuz they have some very unique dining venues so uh i guess let's start at the uh like the buffet area how is that and let's work our way down to the, one of the main dining rooms their
3: main buffet is is on the top deck on the poolside in the rear of the ship and it is one of those uh, area, if you've been on a celebrity or mm-hmm. even on the new carnivals, I guess, where it's just not really a buffet where you kind of go down the line, you pick yeah. what you want out of it. There are sections of it, and like they're duplicated on either side. Yeah, yeah, islands, and it makes it uh, very easy to get in and out, get what you want. The food was always wonderful. Always a good choice of it. They change it up a little bit every morning. You, you always had your Mickey pancakes or waffles. They were always kind of a standard. Um, but, uh, you know, it just uh, the food and the, and the quality was, was wonderful for breakfast and lunch at that buffet.
0: Okay, and how about the main
3: dining room? Okay, so the Disney has uh, three main dining rooms. Um, the, their, their main dining rooms are rotational styles, they call it, which means that you as a guest that are on their ship, you – you in a different restaurant every single night. Each night, your staff that was with you the previous night comes with you to the next restaurant. So what happens is, is that your staff gets to know who you are, even though you're in a different restaurant. They know that you like your tea this way or you want coffee or you like your brandy after dinner or whatever it may be. They know exactly what allergens you might have and so on and so forth. So, they, so really the service continues with each restaurant. Um, each one is a different theme. One is uh, called Enchanted Gardens, Gardens, which is kind of like a. Uh, I think it reminds me of Tinkerbell area, the movie. The other one was um, uh, Animator's Palette, which is the special, which is the big special one to go to, and uh, the 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 last one is slipping off my head at this time, but uh, it was more of a uh, like being in a French restaurant type style, if I would say, like being in Bell's Castle, I think.
0: Ah, okay, cool. So you you mentioned that you switched dining rooms, so. You basically, you have to go to a different dining room every night, but you have the same dining team? That is correct. Okay. Um,
3: and and so you don't have to really go to every, because there are two alternatives. The one, that buffet restaurant that I told you about, at night it turns into a table service, which we did try one night, so we didn't feel like going to our normal seating at 815. We just went right upstairs, they sit you down, it's a very basic menu, and it's really good food. You're in and out, really simple, and not have to worry about how you're dressed, um, it just kind of really good uh, way to do that and the other two are the specialty restaurants The uh, for the adults only one gotcha. is called Palo's the other one is called Remy's
0: did you eat at both of those we ate at Palo's twice okay um, that good huh And
3: that good uh, the first night and the last night and um, it's it's an Italian style restaurant that uh, has a dress code mm-hmm. um, so you kind of get I you don't know, say dress up but they like to. Uh, I believe you have to have a coat as a, okay. as a, as a male and then But, uh, you know, from the lobster ravioli to the huge scallops to the filet, um, we had two appetizers, two entrees each. And I tell people, just don't be shy when you're there. Live (laughs) it up and get as many of the entrees. It's so good. One last specialty restaurant that we didn't go to called Remy's. We Mm -hmm. did meet some people from Oklahoma uh, who did do it the the second to last night. Uh, They said the food was amazing. It's a French-style restaurant, although it is about six six to seven courses, they said. Hmm. It takes about two hours to eat. Wow. There, so you got to have some time if you want to go there. Um, I would tell people, uh, you know, if you want to do it, do it. Um, th- th- but man, it's—I it's, bet it's really good.
0: <laughs> nice. Well, let's let's switch gears here and talk about the entertainment for Disney Fantasy because when I think of Disney, I, I feel like they kind of step it up in this uh, in this area. They
3: do, they do, um, and a lot of their entertainments obviously go around their Disney shows and what they uh, and themes around their shows. We went to. One show called Aladdin, which obviously self-explanatory, mm-hmm. but it was fantastic. Uh, the Genie was wonderful. Aladdin was wonderful. It was a great presentation of a Broadway-style show that you would get in New York at a, at a wonderful theater that they have. And um, they had another show called Wishes, which was about um, – I, I, I can't – one of them was about the father who was trying to do a dream for his daughter, and the other one was – about the wish I, I, you got to see both of them. They're fantastic. That's nice. all I have to say.
0: How, how about the entertainment in the adult areas? In, in the adult
3: areas, they, um, they would usually have, uh, one of the pubs called O'Gills, which was a Irish style pub. They usually have a guy singing, in uh, guitar, um, doing Irish tunes and things, which was always nice. And, um, you know they have an area called La Piazza, which is kind of a remembrance of being in Italy in the plaza area, which they'd always have uh, duet singing out there. So entertainment there was really good. Um, the uh, the tube, as they called the nightclub, mm-hmm. of course the DJ would play music all night long. Uh, but the the entertainment guests, uh, you know, that was there for the adults was 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 good games we did match your mate nice Uh, we didn't win but uh i guess i don't know my wife as well as i should
0: (laughs) one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it behaves on sea days as far as the flow of people and how many or what areas get crowded or any kind of like you know areas of mass congestion so how did disney fantasy behave and how was the general flow during sea days on the outside areas
3: uh, the flow was, if you want to call it, uh, hectic. It was wonderful. It was, you know, kids would be running if you were over in the section, you know, with the kids. Uh, everybody was trying to do the aqueduct, which is their, their slide, which is fantastic. Uh, even a big kid, you could use it. It's, it's a good time to do. But did you do uh, it? Uh, we did it uh, many times. And the chip here <laughs> today for this is that if you want to do the slide, you do it when you're in port mm-hmm. or at nighttime. Um, it opens at night and is open till about 11 o'clock. Okay. And usually by about second seating, about eight o'clock, nobody's there. I think my wife and I did it six times in a row. It was <laughs> oh, just awesome. one, two, one, two, one, two. It was great. You know, there was not really, uh, there was always chairs available for anybody. There wasn't too many people hogging chairs if you want to call it that. Um, and, uh, you could always find a seat if you need one.
0: I understand you had a little bit of excitement in your itinerary. You were tweeting with me when you were on the ship. What happened uh, there? I guess there was a little hurricane. Mm -hmm. I guess it
3: developed into a hurricane. At the time we left, it wasn't a hurricane. But um, right as we're pulling out to port, uh, the captain came over to the PA after we did our drill, and we're actually moving out, and he tells us that our itinerary is changing, and we're no longer going to stop in St. Martin. We're actually going to go to San Juan, Puerto Rico, and then St. Thomas. It was kind of nerve-wracking at the beginning because my wife and I, we did book an excursion for St. Martin through a non-Disney company mm-hmm. it was called Trip Intelligent. And I didn't feel too much worried. My wife was worried. So I sent an e quick email to uh, the, the Intelligent people, told them what had happened and that we're not going to be there as we're pulling out. This was about 5, 5.15 on a Saturday, I remind you. Mm-hmm. By 5.20, 5.25, somewhere around there, I got a response from somebody named Sarah from Trip Intelligent. Assured me it was not a problem. We were going to get a full refund. Everything would be coming back. And as soon as I got back into shore, we got, everybody got a blanket email who must have booked with them. It said everything was refunded.
0: Cool. Well, you know, it sounds like you had a great time on Disney Fantasy. So in closing here, Carter, uh, do you have any been there, done that tips for people who may be considering cruising Disney Fantasy? Um, Been there, done that, and
3: and just about any of the Disney ships, I would say, do it, first Mm -hmm. of all. Um, (laughs) Second of all, um, when it comes to uh, the specialty restaurants, uh, we did, um, you know, the first night is always wide open, as well as the last night, and talking to the the staff. So if you want to book one, book that. Um, We did meet a couple there on the downside that did it for the first night who had children who weren't really in tune to the program, hadn't made any friends, and so they were getting paged. Uh, left and right to leave dinner to go meet their kids so uh, I would say you know try to make it for the second or third day or the last night at least your kids have already made uh, you know friends and they're, they're on their own you don't have to worry about them uh, the, the slide as I said at night time or uh, when you're in ports and uh, join enjoying, enjoying, uh, the ship itself.
0: It sounds like another tip might be uh, to bring booze if you're on Disney because you're allowed to <laughs>
3: Yeah, that would be another tip if uh, if you like to do that. They do have uh, mixers, if you want to call it. They, uh, Disney has two soda fountains that are 24-7 on the pool decks for the children um, that has all flavors of sodas up there. And uh, I guess they've learned that we don't do the, the cup that you buy you know, as you keep refilling because the bartenders need to sell drinks and not refill kids' drinks. <laughs> so they put these soda fountains up, and and they're fantastic. You, you know, you get yourself a soda, or coffee, or tea, twenty four seven up there.
0: Well, it sounds like y'all had a great time, man, and uh, especially lucking out with that handicap room. You gotta love that, especially like even if you're in a in a hotel and you get a handicap room, it's so much bigger and it's it's so nice. So uh, good for you. It and is. I hope you and your wife had a great time. We've been talking with Carter Blue down there in Windermere, Florida, and he's been sharing his experience of his latest seven night eastern caribbean cruise aboard disney fantasy carter my friend thank you so much for being on the show thank you and that'll do it for this week's episode of cruise radio thank you so much for being here my friend don't forget you can find us on twitter instagram pinterest and facebook just search cruise radio and if you want to hear some of our back episodes of cruise radio head to our homepage at cruiseradio.net we have a player right there for you on the very front page From the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Doug Parker, and this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio was brought to you in part by LoyalCruiser.com, rewarding the Loyal Cruiser. Sign up today at
1: LoyalCruiser.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the InsureMyTrip.com studios. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, Overseas Radio Network, iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.